Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. Deuteronomy chapter 31. Deuteronomy chapter 31, a couple weeks ago, or maybe last week, all my time runs together, I think it might have been last week, we started a series called Every Moment, Every Moment, and, and, and I believe that every moment is the focus that God wants us to have in 2020, that this is a year where he wants us to focus in every moment, to be intentional with every moment. First of all, he wants us to know that he's with us in every moment, and over the next several weeks, when we're talking about every moment, we're going to specifically be talking about how God is with us and what that means for us in every moment, but I believe we're going to be talking about every moment throughout the entire year and all that God has for us uh, to focus on concerning every moment of 2020. So in Deuteronomy chapter 31, here we have Moses who... Uh, clearly, I don't have time, but Moses has been leading uh, the children of Israel. He's been leading them for a long time. Sometimes he's led them well. Other times he's struggled and, and made some mistakes. And so he's been speaking to them and telling them some things. And so we pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 31 and verse 1. It says, so Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. I'd encourage you to go back and read the words that he, that he had been speaking to them. And he said to them, I am 120 years old today. I am no longer able to go out and come in. The Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. So here Moses is telling the people that his season is up, that he's no longer going to be able to lead them, that that, that the way things have been, they are going to change. He is going to have to step out of leading them, and they're going to have to get there a different way. And he says here that he's 120 years old, so he's not able to do it. Here, here's, here's one of the things that we need to realize as Christians is that God is the one who creates seasons. God is the one who creates seasons in the earth. He's the one who creates seasons in our lives. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, it says, For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the heaven. So there are seasons, not just in the earth, not just winter, spring, summer, fall, but seasons in our lives that we need to be able to recognize. And for Moses here, he's saying, my season is up. My season is over. And and in 2020, there will be moments where God is telling you this season of your life is over. And I don't know what that'll mean to you, different things to different ones of us, but, but there will be moments in 2020 where a season that maybe has been for a year or a month or a week or maybe multiple years is up. It's over. And here's what, here's what we got to remember, especially as Christians, because we represent God. We have the light of God on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. We are his representations here in the earth. And so it's important that we are in the right season. And there will be times where we want to quit a season that God didn't tell us to quit. We want to quit a season because it's gotten difficult. Used to be easy, now it's difficult. We might want to quit a season because it's gotten boring. It's gotten mundane. I figured that job out and now it's no longer challenging, it's no longer interesting, and now I don't really want to be there. Or or maybe we want to quit a season because it's not producing like we think it should produce. 
So you got to judge a tree by its fruit, and it's producing no fruit, and so therefore the season must be up. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know we got a bunch of Bible scholars in here, but just indulge me for a minute. I remember a story, and most of the time we, we magnify the part of the story of, of uh, the flood, and Noah had built this boat and the animals and all that, and he saves these people, right? And really saves us, because without the boat, then everybody dies. But if you go back and look at what Noah was doing as he was building the boat, he was preaching. I don't know if y'all ever, I mean, I know y'all do. For the rest of us, Noah preached for 100 years. And you know how many people came up to him and said, man, that was a great message. I'm so glad I came to your church today. I'm so glad I heard that. I gave my life to Christ today. I came back to, to God today. Like, I'm going to follow God today. You know how many people did that? Zero, not one, for a hundred years. Listen, listen, y'all got to pray for me. Because if I'm here the next 52 Sundays, and not one of you says, Pastor, that was a good word. Pastor, I appreciated that. Pastor, I got something out of that. If not one of you fill out a connection card with a single prayer request, if nobody gives their life to Christ or makes a decision to come back to him, at the end of 52 weeks, the first Sunday in January of 2021, I'm going to be standing here like, I have failed y'all. My season is up, and you need a new pastor. Noah didn't just do this for a year. He did this for 100 years with no fruit. But his season wasn't up. Now, now either, either this guy was just oblivious and like the most unmotivated person I've ever heard of in my life, or he knew something about the season he was in that we look at from the outside and we don't understand. Moses is here, he's saying, my season's up, I'm 120 years old, I'm not able to do it, but just because he was old doesn't mean that his season was up. Now, it might be a good indication that maybe you shouldn't have kids after a certain age. Maybe, maybe not. There's Bible examples, there's, exa like, maybe, maybe, I'm just going to stay away from that. We don't have time for me to go into that, and I feel like I'm getting in deep water with that anyway. But Moses is saying here, my age and my ability will not allow me to continue to physically lead you like I've been leading you. And that may be an indicator, but that's not the determining factor. See, many times we make that the determining factor. What am I able to do? But as Christians, when has God ever said, do what you're able to do? Like, like, we're supposed to live our lives in faith, relying on God, trusting in God, leaning on God. If you're only doing what you're able to do, you're missing out on faith. You're missing out on the adventure uh, and, and, and really like so much of the impact of Christianity. Because you're not designed to live this life just doing what you're able to do. You're designed to do the miraculous, to see God move, to see God part seas, and, and to see, see, see yourself or other people walk out of fiery furnaces and lion's dens and, and move mountains and like see miracles. Like this is never about just you and what you're able to do and what you're able to figure out. But Moses' season wasn't up because he was 120 years old and not able to go in and out. 
His season was up because of the last part of this verse. His season was up because the Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. See, God told Moses that he wouldn't go, and then that is what is the determining factor of whether or not the season is up. And so if you leave a season too soon because it's too hard or because it's not producing or because it's become mundane, because you don't think that you're able to do it anymore. Listen, you leave that season too, too soon, you are going to diminish the impact that God can have, not just in your life, but in the people's lives around you. Maybe it was at this point when you weren't able to do it and you were no longer at an age to do it that God was about to step in and make it supernatural. That God was about to step in and impact more people than you were ever able to impact. Maybe that was when God was going to step in and show your child that he is real. But you said it was too hard. And you quit a season before it was time to quit. Or maybe, maybe, maybe some of us, we stay in a season that's already passed. God's already said that season's over. But we thought that season was so good that I don't want to leave that season. Listen, the three weeks of what we call winter here in Texas, <laughs> if you keep dressing like it's winter in about three more weeks, you're going to be sweating. People are going to be looking at you funny. It's going to be ridiculous. Like You're out of season. You're not prepared for the new season that has come. And so many times as Christians, we're holding on to this season that we think was the best season when the season is over. The moment has passed. There's a new season and a new moment that God has for you, but you're stuck wearing the clothes and operating in the old season, and now you're sweating unnecessarily. You're not as effective as God wants you to be, and you will not have the impact in the kingdom that God wants you to have because you're stuck in an old season. Why do we get stuck in old seasons? We get stuck in old seasons because we've experienced the blessing in that season. And so we're a little fearful of getting out of that season. But you know, God is never interested in us relying on a season or relying on a blessing or relying on a system or a way. Have you ever noticed that like if you figure out exactly what to do during this time to really connect with God and experience him and feel him and hear from him, that it changes pretty quickly? Because he's not interested in us relying on, I got to wake up at 4 a.m. and pray one hour and five minutes, and then I have to worship for seven minutes and 22 seconds, and then I have to say 42 praise the Lord's and hallelujahs and call that prayer, and then I have to, no, God wants to know us. He wants to be with us and have us be with him. He wants us to rely on the relationship with him. Not the rules and the regulations of a season. There are some seasons in 2020 that God wants you to stay faithful to those moments, even if it's difficult. There are other seasons that God wants you to stop and quit and walk away from in 2020. There are some seasons that will end in 2020. And there will be a moment that you will have to decide, am I going to keep this hoodie on even though it's getting hot outside? Or am I going to take this hoodie off and go into this new season? There will be a moment in 2020 when you're going to have to take the winter clothes out of your closet and bring the summer clothes back in. But if you don't, you're not going to be ready. You're not going to be prepared. 
You're not going to be effective. Moses here, his season was up not because he was 120 years old, even though that's a good indicator. His season was up because God said his season was up. And when God says your season is up, stop. If God doesn't say your season is up, then do not stop. We need you to stay in that season until God says that it's over. And if God says that it's over, we need you to stop. In verse 3, it says this, the Lord your God himself will go over before you. He will destroy these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken here. Um, He's saying that the Lord will go in front of you, that God has already been to every moment in 2020. Every moment that you're going to face in 2020, God has already been there. He's not going to be taken by surprise. There's nothing there that he hasn't already seen, that he hasn't already worked out. And not only will he be there, but he says here that he will destroy the nations before you. So the enemies is what he's talking to to these people, like the people or the things that have already been to those moments are already in those seasons that are against you, not just against you, but specifically against doing what God wants you to do. Those hindrances, those people that are talking in your ear, those people that aren't giving you enough money on your job, those, whoever those things are, God is saying, not only have I went there and I've seen that they have tried to hinder you from doing what I wanted you to do, but I have destroyed their nations. I have destroyed them. I have moved them out out of that way. That mountain that you thought you had to go over is now moved and you can walk straight through. I've make your path straight in those moments that I've already been to. He's saying you don't have to worry about the nations that you'll face because I've already been there and I've already destroyed them. And he says he destroyed them so that you shall possess or seize them. Them is the, the land and the, 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 the promised land and the things that God has promised to these people. So what he's saying here is, I have removed all of the enemies. I've destroyed all the things that will keep you from having what I say that you can have. Our, our founder, he always gives a, a prophetic word for a year. And on New Year's Eve, he, his, the word that he gave for this year, for 2020, was a, it's a year of restoration. Now, I, I, this was, I had this sermon, this 45-minute sermon prepared, which, man, I'm already out of time. Um, I already had this prepared before he gave that prophetic word. But, man, this lines up perfectly. Like, we're focused on every moment knowing God is with us. He's already been there. He's already destroyed the nations so that we could seize and have everything that God says that we can have. Now, this is not about uh, getting more money or cars or any of that, even though it may include that. This is about restoration in purpose restoration in obedience, restoration in being able to do what God wants us to do. And so there's been some hindrances, maybe some people, maybe some things, maybe some natural things that have kept us, have been enemies of us doing what God wants us to do. And in 2020, when our focus is on being intentional and knowing God is with us in every moment, God says, I've destroyed those things so that you can possess, you can seize, you can be the people that God has called you to be, and you can do the things that God God has called you to do, and you can have the things that God has called you to have. And then he says this, he says, and Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. So now they're going to have a new leader. Leaders are important. God always gives us a leader. Not, Not each of you, each of us. He gives us a leader or leaders. And leaders are important. They're important to God. They're important to us. Leaders can either empower you (laughs) or they can stifle you. 
They can either uplift you or they can push you down. Leaders can either demand loyalty to you or empower you to be loyal to God. And, and in 2020, your leader or leaders are important. And so you need to be praying for your leaders to empower you, to lift you up, to encourage you. But you know what else you need to be doing? You need to become the leaders that are empowering others, lifting others up, and encouraging others. We need to make sure that none of us in here are the leaders that are pushing people down, stifling people, demanding loyalty to us over loyalty to God. Because each one of us should be a follower and a leader. Each one of us should have a leader and each one of us should be a leader. And in 2020, there will be moments where each one of us need to lead. And in 2020, there will be moments where each one of us need to follow. And God's plans get messed up when the leaders try to follow. And the followers try to lead. So the question for 2020 is not, will I be a leader or will I be a follower? You will be both. The question will be, when is the moment to lead and when is the moment to follow? And in the moments when you are to lead, don't you dare follow. Don't follow. It may feel like it's better to follow. There may be less confrontation in following. It may look like it's easier or makes sense to follow. But if God is calling you to lead in those moments, don't you dare follow. Because you will follow somebody into a ditch. And it won't just affect you, it'll affect all those around you. There is people that God needs you to lead. And if you follow in those moments when he's calling you to lead, you're going to mess up his plan. You're going to miss moments that people might be able to see the love and the power of God. The reverse of that is true. <laughs> if he's calling you in this moment to follow don't be so arrogant to try to lead. Humble yourself and follow. There's seasons to our lives. There's seasons where you might be leading, moments where you might be leading. There's others that you'll follow. And if you're not able to follow, how effective are you leading? We, we, oh man, I don't have time. What time's the first game come on? <laughs> I got to, I got to finish. I got to finish. I got to finish. So, so, um, okay. Verse four. I'm going to wrap this up. And the Lord will do to them as he did to, to that S word, Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites into their land when he destroyed them. Now, if you go back and look, which I'd encourage you to do, um, when God defeated these kings, he didn't just narrowly defeat these kings. Like it wasn't a good battle. Like it wasn't like movie worthy. There wasn't any drama. Like he just flat out destroyed them. 
<laughs> like he didn't just destroy them. He destroyed their armies. He destroyed their land. The, the, the people took their livestock and whatever they wanted from them and just took it as reward just because they could because the, these kings and these people were so demolished. Like this wasn't like close. Like he destroyed them. And the Lord will give them over to you, and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I have commanded you. And then in verse 6, y'all, y'all ready? I'm ready to start the sermon. <laughs> verse 6 is where we start. Verse 6, um, that feels like a theme lately here. <laughs> y'all are ready to go, and I'm like, okay, now we're going to start. If you're new, we're about to be done, I promise, I promise. But he says this, number one, he says, be strong. Be strong. In 2020, you're going to have to be strong. You're going to have to be strong spiritually. You're going to have to be strong emotionally. You're going to have to be strong in your faith. But, but the good news is you're stronger than you think you are. When I was a, when I was a senior at Oral Roberts um, University, and I was playing basketball there, and uh, we had a new strength and conditioning coach. And so um, the strength and conditioning coach, he was different than our other strength and conditioning coaches. This guy really liked a lot of weight and like one rep max, which means whatever the exercise is, he wanted to see how much weight could you do only one time. So if you could do it two times, he'd put more weight on. You follow? And so, so um, maybe one of my first times in, he wanted to know what my max was on leg press. So leg press, you're like laying backwards and your, your legs are um, they're, they're on you put both feet on this like metal square and you put your feet there and you push them up. So you're laying and you push it kind of up, right? And so they put this weight on both sides. He was like, hey, what's your max? And I told him, I told him like 10 pounds more than I could actually do because I'm a guy, <laughs> right? And so, so they put this weight on there, 10 pounds more than I've ever done one time. And so he's, there's like 10 people around and he's there. And so there's like two guys on the side because if I can't do it, they have to get it off of me, <laughs> right? So, so, so I'm laying there. I got my feet on there, and there's 10 guys around. They're like, yeah, come on, Evan. You got this. You got this. And I bring it down. And so, like, I bring it down, and my knees come, and they hit my chest right here because you got to bring it all the way down. And, and I'm like, okay, Lord, here we go. Like, I'm, I'm trusting adrenaline at this point to be able to get this weight off of me. And, like, I'm, I'm nervous, and so, like, I start to push, and I get it off my chest, and, and start to push. And if you've ever lifted weights, you know how it goes. There's a point where you start shaking, and, like, I'm shaking, and, it's like, like, I'm really shaking, and, like, I'm like, God, just let me get to lock my knees. Because if I can lock my knees, then they're supposed to rack the weight, and, like, everybody's like, yeah, you did it. And I'm, it's amazing, and I'm good. And so I'm, like, I'm there, and I'm almost there, and I lock my knees, and I'm pumped. And I'm like, yeah, good job, Evan, good job. And I'm like, yeah, rack this weight. I get it off them. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And, and, and so, and so the, the strength coach, he was crazy. I don't know. Nobody prayed before they hired this guy. <laughs> then nobody. It's a Christian university. Nobody prayed. And, so, and so, so I get it all the way up. And this guy, he goes, good job, Evan. Good job. One more. <laughs> now, this was already more than I had ever done. One time. I mean, I was, everybody saw me shaking. I mean, the weight was like rattling because it was, like, what is he thinking? One more. But being a guy with 10 other guys in a weight room, because one thing to be a guy, you get 10 guys in a weight room, it's a whole nother level of ego and testosterone. (laughs) And so I'm like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't do it again. Like, I physically can't do another rep. But I can't say no. I would look soft. 
And if you know me, the one thing that I'm going to do everything in my power not to look like is soft. Maybe it's a little man syndrome. I don't know what it is, but I, I am not going to look soft. I will, I will try to fight you knowing you are about to bloody me one side or the other to not look soft. Pray for me. Pray for me. If you're new here, I'm not that pastor that you thought I was going to be. So, so he's like, one more. And I'm like, you know, I'm breathing hard. I'm sweating. My legs are shaking. These guys are looking at me. So I'm like, okay, one more. So, so I, I bend my knees and all of a sudden, I mean, the weight hits my chest. Like, I mean, so my, my knees are on my chest and I start like, now it's shaking from like the beginning. Like as soon as it gets off and I'm, and I'm you know, and I'm red and I'm hoping stuff doesn't come out other parts. And, too much, was that too much? That was, that was too much in the first service. I should have left it. Look. But, but it's shaking and I get it to the top and I lock my knees out. And now I'm like, man, I am the man. I mean, this is amazing. This little guy is strong. And y'all know what he says? I'm like, good job, good job. One more. I was about to cry. I mean, I, I, there was nothing I could do because my buddies weren't racking the weight, so I'm holding it. I'm about to cry. Do y'all know that by the time he let them rack the weight and, like, put it up and, and like, I was done? You know I did 15 reps? Listen, listen. That wasn't because my legs got a lot stronger. It wasn't because all of a sudden I had bigger muscles that I didn't have 20 minutes because it took me about 20 minutes to do 15 reps. <laughs> it wasn't because of that. It was just in my mind. It was just mental. I was stronger than I knew I was. I could have been doing 15 reps of that the whole time. I just didn't believe I could. Listen, in 2020, there's going to be times where you don't think you're strong enough where you've only done that one time or you've never been able to do that much or never been able to do it that many times and God's gonna be saying one more, one more. Come on, you got this, you got it, you got it. One more, we're here with you, we're spotting you, you're not gonna need it, but you got it. And there's gonna be times where you're gonna have to be strong enough to push that up and here's the good news, you don't have to be strong enough on yourself or by yourself. The whole point of this life of Christ and living it with Christ is that you lean on him, that you use his strength, that you allow him to push that weight up but you have to be strong in every moment of 2020 because there's gonna be some moments that require you to be strong, not just be strong, it says, and courageous. Man, we gotta have some courage. We gotta be some Christians that have some courage because a lack of courage often comes from a lack of faith. The reason that you don't have any courage in those situations because of what you believe. Not what you say you believe, but what you actually believe. And I'm not saying that there won't be times that you have fear, but what I am saying is, especially in those times of fear, you gotta press past that and have some courage and believe that God is with you and God is for you. And if he's with you, then you can have courage in that moment because it's really not up to you. It's really up to him to do what he said he was going to do. It's up to him to destroy those nations and those enemies and those kings. It's up to him to make your path straight and get you to the place where you can do what he wants you to do because none of this is your plan anyway. But you're stronger than you think you are. That strength will be negated if you don't have any courage. We got to step into some courage because courage can either accelerate your faith or it can hinder your faith. And then he goes on and finishes with do not fear. Or be in dread of them. Why? 
For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. And if he's with you, who can be against you? Another way we could say that is it doesn't matter who's against you. There's nobody strong enough that can oppose him. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Then it says, then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous, for you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. God is with you in every moment. He will be with you in every moment in 2020. He will not leave you. He will be for you. Don't fear. Be courageous. You're stronger than you think you are. You're way stronger than you think you are when you tap into his strength. But be strong. Be courageous. And man, let's see what God will do in 2020. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.